Are you looking for a light read? Something fun? Something entertaining? Well, check out Book Interrupted's blog. You can find Manuscript Mondays, Topic Tuesdays, Word Wednesdays, Thought Thursdays, Fact Fridays, and Silly Saturdays. Sundays are reserved for Down the Rabbit Hole or Top 10 Lists, Artwork, and more. Don't forget, be sure to check out Book Interrupted's blog at www.bookinterrupted.com forward slash blog. Parental guidance is recommended because this episode has mature topics and strong language. Here are some moments you can look forward to during this episode of Book Interrupted. As the bird count went and as the hike went, then I actually started seeing more in just this short period of time, which is so cool. You said it right. Naturist club is naked. Oh, oh I, <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't think it doesn't matter. I thought it was tomato, tomato. And he's like, and the guy looked at me like I was psychic, but he didn't know that the birds told me or whatever. And I was like, that would be amazing. And like, you right. didn't discover so, anything. It's the first time yeah. you became aware of it. The sound the bird makes and it's like, kawa mitigoshi. It's like ridiculous. Like, I'm not going to be able to say this, let alone hear it in a bird, but I love it. I love it. Disrupted. Mind, body, and soul. Inspiration is the goal. And we're gonna talk it out. On Book Interrupted. Welcome to Book Interrupted, a book club for busy people to connect and one that celebrates life's interruptions. If you'd like to join along, this book cycle is from April 11th to May 22nd. It's Meredith's book pick and we're reading What the Robin Knows by John Young. This elegant book unites the Indigenous knowledge, the latest research, and the author's own experience of four decades in the field to lead us towards a deeper connection to the animals, and in the end, a deeper connection to ourselves. Let's listen in to this episode's group discussion. Um, I did start reading it, and it's not an easy read. <laughs> like, I know Sarah really loved it, but it's very technical. And if you're not into, I like birds, they're pretty, but I don't really notice the difference between them and what they do and everything. So I found I would skim over the names of birds, which then therefore is defeating the purpose. So I think I'm going to have to really pay attention. This is not going to be like a flip through time. Like I think I'm going to need to like delve into this book in order to get something from it because I find it's very technical and I don't know, Sarah, you didn't think that obviously. No, but. I think so too, because mm. I just read the intro and then it had all these like audios you have to listen to, to understand what he's saying. So that stops me from reading. So I read that last night and I was like, okay, in the morning, I'll have to try to listen to these audios. Mm. And then I'm flipping through and trying to go on the website to listen to the audios and I tried to download them and it, they didn't work. And then also that documentary that he mentions in it, The Art of Tracking, that documentary. Yeah. I went mm -hmm. to the website. It's not available. I looked on that <laughs> website. It's not there. No, no. Um, but also the bird calls, I had trouble downloading them from the one site. 
even though they let you. And then the other site, I could hear them just on the web, but then I don't know if I'll recognize the, the wilderness. I don't, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like this is amazing and it's exciting and it'd be great yes. if I could hone the bird language and be walking through the forest or whatever and understand, oh, a cat's going to be coming. Like one of the stories yeah. he says in the intro is that he's getting a tour of a university and he hears these birds doing their language. And because he speaks bird, he's like, oh, a cat's going to be coming. And he says it out loud to the guy who's chattering about the university. He's like, a cat's going to be coming soon. And he's like, what? <laughs> and then a cat came and the guy was like, and he's like, and the guy looked at me like I was psychic, but he didn't know that the birds told me or whatever. And I was like, that would be amazing. But I listened to the audio today and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to pick up that that's an alarm call for something. It just yeah. sounds like some tweeting. I don't know. <laughs> I think this is the point of the sit spot is that when you first do it, you don't notice differences at all, but your brain is still figuring it out. Even if you don't consciously think you're figuring it out. So eventually you'll be like, something's changed. And it's that going to the same spot every time. Mm. I love that where he's like, a cat's coming. The birds told me. I love when people are super passionate about something. He's so into it, right? Like when he was like, I saw this type of bird, this type of bird. He was all excited. Like they're not from here. <laughs> like, the excitement. <laughs> yeah. The excitement he gets from like when he first discovers some bird that's out of his territory or whatever. That's fine. I also like that he says that we have from thousands of years of being hunter gatherers, that we have biological memory that we don't know in our unconscious. Right. In our DNA. Thank you. In our DNA that if we start learning these skills that instinctually we'll think, oh, a cat's coming or a raccoon's coming or whatever. And we won't know why we know what animal's going to come, but because we've relearned what we've lost, that soon the instincts start coming in from our DNA because of our ancestry or whatever. I think that's kind of cool. It'd be nice if that's true, but I feel like this is, it's, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to speak bird after this is just the point. Yeah. But I'm going to try. Definitely not. It's not about learning how to speak bird. Maybe not, but, <laughs> but you might get a spidey sense. It's just about getting introduced to the idea that yeah. paying more attention and becoming more in tune with nature could be a whole different way to experience nature, I think. And they can teach you something. Like, know, just, it's like you think you're just tweeting and do their thing. But they've got a whole other thing going on. And if you immerse yourself in there, they can tell you something. And I think part of it's about being aware of your surroundings too. Like in a world yes. where we're, we're all trying to multitask all the time and we're all trying to do stuff. And when you multitask, you're actually taking away from the experience of living because you're not experiencing what you're doing right now. We try to multitask so that we're being efficient and we're doing as much and being as successful as we can be. But when we do that, we actually are less successful because we're not doing each thing the most. We're not like 100% in it, right? And I mean, I do this, listening to an audiobook while doing the dishes, but I'm not doing either one great. Fully. Yeah, I'm not doing either one fully. Yeah. And so I think that's part of it is being in an experience and realizing that there's more going on around you than just you. Humans, we like to think we're like the center of the, <laughs> not all of us, but it's easy to start feeling like you're, you're kind of the center. All that's going on is just what's happening to you, but there's a whole other world out there that is not. That's what I really liked. I really liked how he was describing 
I can't remember who it was, but I think it was like a teacher at some point of his who said, when you acknowledge a bird or a whatever, like a thin string goes out to them. And the more times you do that, the thicker it gets until it's like a rope. And if you take that idea and apply it to everything, then it makes a really nice visual of the interconnectedness of everything. And then like how humans tend to think that they're the center of the universe or whatever. It just really evens that playing field again. That's kind of like really in tune with the whole indigenous kind of... I like how the indigenous studies are woven right in here. And I really liked that specific string theory, but different than, you know, the... yeah, a different string, <laughs> yeah, different string theory. <laughs> it's like the I, web. Really I was it. thinking that when I read that, I was thinking about how you mentioned before when you took that course, that a lot of indigenous cultures think of it as a web, right? Yeah. Instead of a hierarchy. Yeah. So when I read that part about the rope, I was thinking that too, like how the thread becomes a rope. I was like, oh, it's so... It's awesome. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I also really like how much it acknowledges indigenous science because by virtue of, I don't even know, just the difference in culture, indigenous science is not acknowledged as real science. And I like that he takes a moment to really kind of highlight how not only real it is, but also like our science is actually kind of based on it. I don't know. I just really like opposite to like talking about strangers or whatever. (laughs) Talking about strangers. Did you see that stranger? What a loser. But I mean, (laughs) talking to strangers, how I felt like Gladwell was kind of not mentioning things that I felt were worthy of being mentioned. In this, I think this guy is mentioning all the things that I think are really worthy of being mentioned. I'm like excited about it. I like that part where he said that one of the scientists said, this is the first time we ever discovered this. Yeah. And he was like, actually, no. <laughs> Maybe this is the first time a paper was written on it, but yeah. this is indigenous teaching. Yeah. They've known this forever. Now you're writing something about it, but I really like that. I like that he made it so blunt. The scientific world it's not a discovery. oftentimes says, it's this the, is a discovery. Yeah. And it's, it's the Yeah, the same thing as the discovery of America. Right? You know what I mean? Like you didn't discover anything. (laughs) It's the first time you became aware of it. Totally. I really like that he like acknowledged that the scientific world does that and he wants to acknowledge that they do that. Yeah. That's not true. Is there some, just to bring this up, this topic, because he's a white man and talking about, you know, indigenous ideas, do you think that there's some cultural appropriation or something like that? Like, I feel like he deals with it in a very respectful way but yeah if you go to his website he I think he is trying to be respectful and he he talks to that actually and mm-hmm. gives credit to where credit's due and and I don't think he's trying to appropriate um, I think by virtue of the giving of credit it kind of addresses any risk of the appropriation right mm-hmm. that sounds so technical but in the simplest form right if he was writing this book about what the robin knows and never mentioning the Mm. entire giant basis and history and foundation of all of the information that came from indigenous knowledge then it would be total appropriation it said he started to be mentored at the age of 10 as a naturalist and tracker in the native american tradition sounds pretty yeah i don't know but that seems I don't know. I don't know yeah, why I'm talking about taking it and, and wearing it as his own, right? He is like mm-hmm. saying like, this is what I learned through my relationships with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. 
And, uh, and it's not just North American indigenous cultures that he studies either. It's around the world. He's gone to mm-hmm. other places as well. And then I guess he's taking his teachings that from that he's gotten from all of these different mentors and then applying it to his like specifically his love of birds. <laughs> yeah. And we'll see too. That's just yeah, the I intro. Just started it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just started it. But um, I did notice his website has all the different tribes he's learned things from and different indigenous mm. cultures he's learned things from all over the world. So excellent. This interruption is brought to you by Unpublished. Do you want to know more about the members and Book Interrupted? Go behind the scenes? Visit our website at www.bookinterrupted.com. Book Interrupted. Well, I'm on a bit of a roll with these air quote interruptions, so I might as well hit you with another one. I got a pedicure earlier this week, and I was supposed to get a manicure the following day. My wonderful woman who does my manicure had a migraine, and so my appointment was canceled. I did not receive that information gracefully, and I felt terrible because I'm not an asshole, but I was acting like an asshole. So I was asking myself, what's wrong here? You know, obviously my nails aren't important. Obviously people are allowed to be sick. So why am I acting like an asshole? And I quickly figured out it's because one of my nails was falling off. And so every time I touched my head, my hair got caught under the nail and it would like rip out my hair. And because of it, I even like did not have a shower and wash my hair the day that I thought I was going to get my manicure because I was like, it's fine. I'll I'll have my nails done and everything will be okay again. And that's why I was acting like such a jerk. So after I realized that, I called my salon and said, you know, I understand that people get sick and that's not my issue. I have a problem because my fingernail is ripping my hair out of my head. And they were wonderful and graceful and invited me to come in and took off that one nail that was torturing me. So happy ending. Or so I thought. I rescheduled my appointment and a week later they called me to tell me that they made a mistake and I couldn't even have that appointment. So anyways, it looks like it's not meant to be and I should just go back to not having my nails done because I feel like I'm King Midas, you know what I mean? Where you think everything you touch turns to gold and then you think that's gonna be a great thing. And then when you get that thing, it's not actually great at all. It's kind of like a prison. That's how I feel about getting this friggin' manicure. I don't usually get my nails done. And I thought, oh, what the heck, I'll treat myself. That'll be nice. And it, it really hasn't been nice at all. So lesson learned, I guess. Book interrupted. They talk about the observers of bird language listen to identify, interpret five vocalizations. I thought that was interesting if we're able to tell the difference between songs, companion calls, territorial aggression, adolescent begging, and alarms. And so he can tell the difference between all those. So when they do certain sounds, that communicates. And it also communicates not only with their own like species of bird but other birds and also other animals within the forest which i thought was really interesting too yeah i like that part too that he said that when there's an alarm from a bird then the deer knows the hide or the you know what i mean like it mm. the other creatures of the forest are listening or of nature are listening oh. to the birds 
it's just us humans that are like, it's like <laughs> this, right? And it's all the other creatures are like, oh shit, that Robin says there's some trouble coming. Yeah. Right. And we're probably the trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love your impression of a human. <laughs> we went on a every year worldwide, there's like a bird count. Like there's like an annual bird count that people all over the world do and then you can put this information in, you submit it and then you know naturalists or like scientists track birds know, populations and migrations and stuff but we went for the kids christmas bird count with our naturalist club and so they helped us like identify birds there's a place we go to count the birds and stuff and it's like it's amazing when you go out with somebody who's trained these people are birders <laughs> and they're trained to like recognize all these species and the and their calls and stuff and so they can hear the call and they're like, oh, we have this type of woodpecker or whatever. I think we saw three different types of woodpeckers. And like the, the birds you see when you're with somebody who has experience and has been looking is very interesting because as the bird count went and as the hike went, then I, I actually started seeing more in just this short period of time, which is so cool. I was like, maybe I should join the naturalist club. I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, cool. <laughs> right? I think you should. It sounds like it's up your well. alley. Totally. Yeah, it sounds yeah. really like, in the like, forest and great. look at animals and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds cool. As opposed to the naturist club? Oh, no. I say it wrong, do I? Thanks, no, you Lizzie. said it right. Oh, you said it right. Naturist club is naked. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was tomato, tomato. Oh, I was like, oh, I've been saying it wrong all this time. She's like, shame. No, no, you did it right. I was just making a bad joke. Yeah. I feel like the naturists should be the naked ones. Yeah. And the naturists should be the nature watchers. Yeah. No, I think naturist is naked. The naturist club. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you should be the naturist naturalist. Naturist naturalist. Mm -hmm. Maybe that, you should just be naked and at whatever club you're at. Try and make make lots of friends at yes, once. And try to blend them together. I like that. I like it. For sure that exists somewhere. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. The Naturist Naturalist Club. And we yes. go out hiking and looking at birds in the buff. That's so funny. Definitely. I just like flipped to a page and I think it's really funny that he spells out. I love it when people do this, like spell out the, I'm on page 26 the sound the bird makes and it's like kawa mitigoshi it's like ridiculous like i'm not gonna be able to say this let alone hear it in a bird but i love it i love it uh, and then let's it's loose for up to 10 seconds without pausing and then <laughs> it's like and uh, this song is loud i love yeah. he loves it so much i love when people just like are so passionate about something I think that that should be the challenge for this book is we should each try to master a bird call. Okay. And we'll I'll come back. I'll take chickadee all day. Okay. We all sit in our sit spot and the, you find a bird, you need to mimic its call. Oh and spell it. And spell it. Spell it. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I can write it. Well, you just kind of guess. Like, we're not going to hold you to it. It's not a, it's not a test. Well, the bird's not going to be like, actually, it's E-I. Actually. I don't think there's I much e. science there. <laughs> yeah, like, you go for it. <laughs> just do it. We don't know. I know that he has the recordings and there's the audio section. And I would like to say that I would listen to all of it. But I just I just feel like I'll be I'm like, not going to listen to any of it. I'll come back to that and then I won't. Or I'll Same. listen to it all at once and then I'll completely forget the context. It won't mean anything. I, it's too, that's too much. He has a passion. 
that I don't share. I think that this book is really interesting and whatever, but like, that's too much for me to like, oh, and I'm going to listen to it and I'm going to read some more. And I'm going to like, that's too involved. Right. I'm not even that involved in like my own book choice. Like, I can't. <laughs> yeah, like maybe <laughs> if great. I had a bird in my sit spot that was making a noise and I, was, and I started wondering, I wonder if that's that. I might like go back and look at that and maybe listen to his recordings and go, oh, it was, it was this or it was that. I think for me, I don't know if I'm necessarily hell bent on knowing exactly what the birds are feeling, but even just the idea of how to pay attention and listen to the differences. I haven't read very much of the book, which is weird because I had all this time because I kind of read Talking to Strangers early because I got the deadlines wrong, <laughs> but whatever. I skipped forward at some point to the chickadee part because we uh, see a lot of chickadees in the winter here and there's a park where people will put out chickadee food for the chickadees so we, the kids can feed them from their hand and stuff like that. They're pretty tame. And it was interesting because the it'll say the calls and like the standard chickadee call is that's not the only call they do, obviously, but it's not something you think about, but they will call, but we only hear that chickadee thing when we're there feeding the birds, but what do they do when something else happens? So I started trying to listen to those birds differently. Again, when a dog walks by, they might go quiet or they might say something different. So I don't know. I think I'd go back to the book and see if, oh, I wonder if this is what they were feeling. I don't think I'm going to listen to the recordings. I would like to say I would, but just knowing my personality. I'm you glad you said that because like, I was like, yeah. should I tell them? I'm never listening to the recordings. <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> so I'm glad that you said that. I think also what you said is kind of an achievable thing. If we go to a sit spot and we find a specific sound, trying to hear if we hear that same voice making different sounds. Cause that's a really good point, right? Like you might hear chickadee and you're like, oh, I hear a chickadee, but then you might hear like, and not think it's a chickadee, but it's totally a chickadee also saying something different, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. They might be saying something to you. Totally. Like, would, you, would you like to be my friend? <laughs> Could you Where's bring more scene? peanuts next time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we were talking earlier about our, our book choices and Kim, you mentioned reading Sweetgrass. You were thinking about, I started reading that book. And that is a book that I am loving, but I also want to read slower because of the style, not because I can't put it down, but because it's like you read a part and you want to like sit with it for a bit, but it's kind of like a nice book. If you want to get into like reading a book about nature connection or whatever, it's also really nice about being connected to other things and stuff. I only got halfway through though, before I had to bring back to the library, I started Mm -hmm. like recommending it to people. So I wonder if the person I recommended it to got it out put on hold so i was like oh i'll just come back to that i started reading it for an assignment and then didn't finish it either it's really good it is really good i think i might buy it for somebody i might buy it for my mom who loves gardening and stuff and there's some parts in there where you're like maybe she'd really like this um kind of like that connection to plants and stuff i was also reading for my other book club i just finished reading where the crawdads sing which is a fiction book but in it the main character has like a very strong connection to place she like lives in a marsh like by herself (laughs) but it's interesting like her love of nature really comes through in there and the connection and how she sees the animals and the species and the not just the animals plants and everything in the marsh and stuff like that so it's kind of nice having all these like books with nature connection at the same time my other book club and this one kind of came together at the same time but I like to immerse myself it's like reinforcing too, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. More about different stuff. But that one's really great as companion fiction book while you're reading this book, maybe. My father-in-law and his wife are birders. 
like extreme oh. birders, like they really nice. love it. And they were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago and went on a birding trip. And so we got to see all the videos and photos of all the birds. And so that's kind of cool. So hopefully I said this in my, my PJ, but hopefully I get to learn something so I can talk to them about it, which is kind of cool. One of my favorite vinyl cafes is about birders. God, I love vinyl cafe. Oh, Stuart McLean. I love Stuart McLean. I love Vinyl Cafe. I love the Vinyl Cafe. I still have, I still have their app. So anytime they do a special Vinyl Cafe old episodes, I have books too. Yeah, I love the Vinyl this Cafe. This is the DVD. The Christmas. Uh, oh, the uh, DVD. See, not DVD. CD. CD. Do you know that the who Jess Milton, who we went to high school with, is was the producer. Oh my gosh! I was yeah, anytime he said Jess Milton, I used to think yeah, I didn't know it was that funny. Jess Milton. Because yeah, I didn't either. I just always thought of her when he'd say that, but I'd only think of her that's thinking her, they had the same yeah. name. <gasps> that's amazing. Cool, right? I yeah, love that. that's really it's like cool. unfamous because <laughs> I knew her. Um, <laughs> I know. Why do we get like that though? In a movie, I'll see a place is like. <gasps> I've been there. It's like the Hamilton Beach Strip. It's like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. I, I could be famous there. Or <laughs> I don't even know what That's I'm funny. Wanting, I do love it. You know, the, my big factory wedding, that movie is filmed on the Danforth where I used to live. So every time they show the, the restaurants in my neighborhood, I'm always so like, excited. <laughs> I'm so I didn't live there when they filmed it. <laughs> the whole band of Walk Off the Earth yeah. The whole band walk up there I see every week because their studios right by my shop and I'm always like it's like it's like I'm in the band. <laughs> hey guys. So funny. That's great. Love it. Yeah. Um Stuart McLean, uh, Laird and his mom really love Stuart McLean and his mom's partner and I are not as big of fans of Stuart McLean. I'm sorry guys. I find that it's just, like, I make a joke, Laird laughs all the time, because it's like, oh, do 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 do. Oh, so I went on a walk and there was a parade. Ah, ha, ha, and everybody laughs. And it's like, and then I saw a dog. Oh, ha, ha, ha. like it's just like observing <laughs> like, regular life, but people think it's so funny. And I never think, I'm like, okay, yeah. So he, there's a parade and he's in a car and he's stuck there. And okay, or oh, he had to go to the hotel to cook the turkey. Like, it's like all these really weird, like, I, know. I, know. I love all of I, it. I like mean, he has a, he has like a bird that's supposed to migrate in his backyard. It's one of my favorite episodes with the birders coming to his house. And it is just not, it's nothing. It's not like it's just regular life. Funny, but it's like soothing for some reason. It's like soothingly. It's like not funny. I don't think I ever laugh out loud to it, but I'm just like, there's something about it that just I find so soothing when it's on. I wonder though, too, this is what I was thinking maybe because in his stories, it's like everyday life, weird occurrences, right? Like everyday mm -hmm. life, but something, you know, all these things happen to Dave that are like everyday things, but you're like kind of laughing. But maybe because I always have things like, wax on my eyeballs. Like it's just an everyday thing. An everyday thing. It happens to me every day. Every day. I hope, I sure hope not. <laughs> if only I can figure out how to blow the candle properly. What? <laughs> An everyday thing. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just life. It's not. It's everyday life. It's just life. It's like. <gasps> I know, I know. It could happen yeah. to anybody is what you're it's, saying. It could happen to I anyone. I mean, blowing out a candle is an everyday thing. Maybe the reason I, I like Stuart McLean because 
at the, or the vinyl cafes because these things happen to Dave too. The thing that you think could probably wouldn't happen happened to him and I find them hilarious. Like I love it. But maybe it's just because I'm a twin soul with Dave. It's not for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, he's royalty. Yeah, people either like it or they don't. Canadian yeah. royalty and I'm cast off. <laughs> I'm not a real Canadian. It's like, I don't hate him. He's a good storyteller and like <laughs> I'll tolerate it. Sorry. Oh, no. no, that just happens. Though. There's just like some things that everyone's like, it's so good. And you're like, eh, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, what is that show? Everyone's always like, you would really like this. Oh, it'll come to me. Never mind. I can't think of it now. Hmm. Oh, I know what it is. The Big Bang Theory. That show. Everyone's like, you'll I love that this. Show. I hate it. I, I, hate like, it. Oh, I think not. it's funny. I like right? it too. It's one of those shows where like, oh, it's so funny. I'm just like, oh. I've tried it a couple times. I'm like, ah, this is. Oh, I, I can cringe. take it or leave it. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't like it at all. I don't hate it. Oh. Yeah. But some I people like love it. it. So I don't know. Yeah, I'll watch it. A lot of people think I will love it. I'm just like, hmm. And I can take or leave The Office, oh. which I know we have. Too, I, a lot right? of people are like that. Yeah. I love The Office, but a lot of people I'm are like that too. It's just because it's yeah. so real. The stuff you're just like. This yeah, maybe happens. that's it. I don't like the real. Like, I don't, I live real life. I don't want to listen to it on the radio or watch it on tv like it's already awkward yeah. for me on a daily basis for people <laughs> like in a, in a public when you're dealing with the public so i don't know oh, maybe yeah interesting talk about real life watching of things we've been watching the olympics a little bit and it's been fun oh mm. yeah Anybody else? Someone said that um, they wanted to see the Olympics done like Hunger Games, where it's just like a random draw, and whoever goes, like just normal people, will go to the Olympics and try to do that and see who really wins. Oh, that's awesome! I would watch it then. I would watch. I it would all love day. that. <laughs> that's a great idea. A girl from Prince George won a medal. Oh, I know. Oh. I think I saw that. What was she doing? Skiing? No, it was snowboard. Was it snowboard Racing? cross? I think snowboard cross. I think so. Anyway, yes. Yeah. And someone from Oakville is there too, maybe. Like, that's kind of cool because, like, cool. when you guys were, so I was half like, listening while that. I was searching for that answer, but like, you feel famous, right? Because you're like, I used to live next to that town, you know? <laughs> she's in the Olympics now, so I'm special. <laughs> Senegal won the African Cup for the first time. Ooh, that's very Ooh. exciting. Is that soccer? It was, yes. And they won it on penalty kicks. Whoa, Ooh, that's intense. Did Mamadou watch it? Intense. We, the whole country, I watched it too. The whole country watched it. It was awesome. It's cool. like the, when the penalty kick went in, it's like our country exploded. Like fireworks <laughs> are going off. People are screaming. You can hear screaming from other people's houses at our house too. Because like, <laughs> Egypt's one of Egypt's like strategies is to go to penalty kicks. Like they play defense. So they're so they're really they good at it. Oh. Yeah, so in within the african cup this year they went to penalty kicks twice and won and everyone said if they go to penalty kicks senegal will never win and they did and everyone's like oh, underdogs i no. love that so good right. and then they did it and it was like yeah, yeah that's so really awesome good. are we finished we are we're totally is there finished. anything else we need to say we're talking about soccer now we're way off what the robin knows <laughs> Yeah. Unless Robin knows something about soccer. We haven't really they read might. too much of the books. So. <laughs> they might know something about penalty kicks. <laughs> Quickly, what are the uh, challenges? Assignments? Yeah. We're sitting. Oh, just find a sit spot. Find a spot. Find your spot. See if there's a bird there. Try and listen. Communicate in their language. <laughs> no big deal. Come back here and do a bird call. <laughs> oh my God. Right. And try to write it. And type it okay. out. And spell it. 
Oh wait, are we gonna have to vocalize it on the next one? Yes. Chip, 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 yes. Chip. yes. Yep. Yeah. This is like the most elaborate challenge. I thought like we we're just gonna find our spot. <laughs> I can't wait to tell Kara when you're done your twenty page essay. Guess what? Learn some bird language and come and speak it to us. Totally. Oh, In the meantime, you have an assignment. Learn some bird calls. Yeah. Oh, I'm just gonna record so a bird and then like lip sync it. You guys will be like, wow. <laughs> it's gonna be so a scandal. Good. She's not really singing. <laughs> you should have done that without telling us. That would have been hilarious. I would have been like, what? We would have been like amazed. <laughs> just like, baroo, baroo. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to like practice it in front of the mirror to see if it was oh, like, if I could sell it. That'd be so funny. <laughs> I'm gonna try to do that. <sighs> All right. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Book Interrupted. If you'd like to see the video highlights from this episode, please go to our YouTube channel, Book Interrupted. You can also find our videos on www.bookinterrupted.com. Can't get enough of the Book Interrupted crew? There's a YouTube channel for that. You guessed it. Book Interrupted YouTube channel has a bunch of extra footage to explore. You can see behind the scenes of making a Book Interrupted, or just listen to one of our playlists. You can also find all episodes, sneak peeks, and silly videos featuring the Book Interrupted members. If you like what you see, give us a like and subscribe so we can stay connected and share more. Book Interrupted YouTube channel, filling the void between episodes. Moments you can look forward to on next week's Book Interrupted. Like, oh my god, I paid attention and I saw it. <laughs> I received an alarm. <laughs> yeah, and we don't keep our birds in cages. They will be flying over to Thailand. Like a sad commentary so on our like very busy modern schedules. Like maybe it was yeah. stolen grain. Like, get rid of <laughs> oh my god. The after me. <laughs> They're on to us. Did the birds ever think that maybe they were the cause of his bad mood? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stupid Stop birds. Stop all that tweeting. <laughs> yeah. Book interrupted. Never forget, every child matters.